Did you see Modplex post uh, the other day on Facebook? Um, which one? Something like I live. Don't remember. Yeah, it was like I I live for the night. I can remember with the people I won't forget. Ah, okay, 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 yeah. You know, but that took me to any weekend night on 2019, and and how much I'm craving for being able being able eh, to leave a party at four, five, six, whatever, anytime, or stay until the fucking end when the lights are on and, and they are kicking us out. Leave the party, find the most fatty kebab shop, get a greasy one full of garlic sauce. Are you going to leave the party for a kebab shop or what? No, 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 no. The kebab come, come after the party. Oh, okay. So leave the party. You know, always when I arrive home, I'm hungry. And I go to the fridge and I eat whatever, so... But sometimes, like, if you find one of these kebab shops open, that's a pleasure, you know. So, get the kebab. Eat it sitting down in the street. And regret it straight away because I know that it's not going to feed me well. And then, walk home, enjoying the sun, the morning breeze. And wake up next morning, tired of my, my body, tired of dancing, but with a huge smile on my face, remembering the night before. And arrive on Monday to work. And tell everyone how amazing the fucking weekend was. Yeah, and with all the misery I will take from you. With <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll be happy, very lazy, and I will be the one like who will be suffering, like you know, to take care of you and. Oh, that's never like that. <laughs> it's the other <laughs> way around. Okay. You are the one that's super smart next day. But anyway, meanwhile, you know. Twitch. Yeah, let's do this. Sound check and stories. Sound check and stories. A podcast by April to July. Hello everyone and welcome to our new episode of Soundcheck and Stories. We are still in March and this is our second dose of podcast for this month. So here we are, episode number three. Episode three, man. Yeah. You're getting there slowly, slowly. Getting there, getting there. So our plan was to record one episode for this month, right? Like in every month. Uh, but we got in contact with Eva and our guest for today, who we will reveal it in a minute. And the conversations were really interesting. And, uh, and we just didn't want to cut them no, and to we, fit in our regular 30-40 minutes duration. No, we couldn't do that. And it's going to be a super long one. So we decided like, okay, let's do two episodes. So here we are with another great guest and show. Absolutely. So we spoke to Eva in our previous chapter about our experience as a booking agent in the industry. If you still didn't listen to it, Please go to Spotify or follow the link in our Instagram bio. Yeah, it's at underscore April to July. And for today, we have a very talented techno DJ, Aldania, with who we will talk about her career, the challenges she has found on the way, and how she built a community in Twitch since the first lockdown. 
Yeah, talking about Twitch, you know, the other day I was checking it and uh, and I went to the Anjunadi channel. And you know, they have live streamings, they have uh, production sessions. It's they, crazy, they they have the amount of things they do there. The content, yeah. I mean, they have a huge community, no? And it's, it's beautiful to see how they build a, a channel around that. So it's not only music itself, it's also like well-being. But man, they have a section called the Anjuna Reads Book Club. You know how many people joined to the last uh, chat? How many? Like seven thousand six hundred people to talk about the the outlaw ocean. What I think is a book about um, it's a true crime. But man, I mean, how how beautiful is that? Like seven thousand people in a community that is um, is for in a brand that is a music brand talking about books. Nice. Yeah, well, COVID times changed many things. No, but it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, also on Twitch, uh, Blondish, she has this yeah, Abracadabra. Yes, and right. it's like 57k followers. I mean, the platform explodes. I mean, going farther than, than just gaming, no? And uh, it's amazing to see how many brands and artists are using Twitch to to explore new channels of, of communication with the fans. Uh, definitely. I think even if we go back to normal, it will stay there because it's already, you know, people start to build up. Uh, since the lockdown and you can see like there are many things happening it's not the same experience like one no, one substitutes or... uh, clubbing no but, but it's a, I think it's a really nice platform to stay connected with uh, with the people and with the community and yeah, with, with the fans for Unity, for example yeah. yeah absolutely so yeah so who is better to explain all this journey than our queen we're queen of twitch <laughs> go for it it is time to introduce our guest for today's episode, we call her the Queen of London Underground Techno for her extremely energetic sets. She has played in Madrid, Berlin and of course here in London. She has collaborated with Pig and Dan for their Odyssey event series in Fabric and we have been very lucky to have her behind the A2J decks on several occasions. So welcome. Welcome to our sound check and stories all day. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for joining. I mean, it means really a lot to us. Like after a long day, a working day, yeah. So, so thank you for joining. Thank you for so, giving me the opportunity, really. <laughs> <laughs> so Aldania, we would like to start with your story. Obviously, we have a lot of things to catch up, such as like as you are a techno DJ for a while in the industry, and now you also. Uh, took the digital part from Twitch to expose your music. We would love to know your journey, but before that, can you tell us the story behind Aldania? Yeah, sure. So, um, where, where it all started, so I was really immersed into music when I, even before I was born. Uh, to be honest, my mom was a party animal, 
and she was uh -huh. dancing to disco and ABBA. <laughs> uh, music was really a prominent part of my upbringing. Uh, I grew up in a family of artists and musicians, rocking between disco, reggae, country music, Greek, of course, and classical mm -hmm. music. And I myself was trained to classical piano. Uh -huh. And uh, music was really a way to, to escape for me as I grew up uh, as a teenager. I would spend hours in stores searching for music, listening to CDs. And then I would also spend time recording on the, the old cassettes, uh -huh. uh, trying to find the best music uh, I had found at that time. And I was really praising myself for discovering jam tracks and I was sharing it with friends. And I was really into all different types of uh, genre, um, but I tended to really be into more energetic and danceable sounds. Mm -hmm. um, I think trance was my first encounter with electronic music in my oh. early teenage days. Oh, you started yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, but then my taste for electronic um, has really evolved over the mm -hmm. years. And um, as I grew up and traveled, so after age 18, I had my first car and my car became my discotheque, if I can say, <laughs> and my freedom vehicle. <laughs> and everyone who was coming in the car was in for a real musical ride. So this is oh. how it started. Um, but I need also to give you some background because I grew up in the countryside in Switzerland. So mm -hmm. it's only quite late uh, as an adult that I was introduced to clubbing. Um, I didn't have the, the luck to be, you know, to be born in a big city like London. So it was kind of a later process for me. Uh, yeah. But the revelation was really when I discovered raving in my mid-20s. And this was a totally different experience. Uh -huh. um, you discovered raving uh, here in uh, London or, or it, back home? No, it was, it was before it was before London, uh -huh. but definitely London put an extra boost <laughs> to, <laughs> to the whole journey. Um, but I think I, I mentioned clubbing and raving. I think it's really important to make a distinction between those two. Yeah. Uh, I personally find that, you know, when clubbing, people don't go out for the music, really. Usually they tend to go out for, I don't know, showing up with friends, mm -hmm. hanging around, or from my experience, ordering big bottles of alcohol, you know, just yeah. this type of fun, which never really fitted with me and although I really love dancing and I love music I never understood why I didn't fit it with the clubbing uh -huh. and it's only when you know later mid-20s when I rediscovered the raving mm -hmm. and this was a total revelation because for me raving is on the other side uh, where people go out for the music. So the music is the first thing. They are usually yeah. musically a little bit more educated. Uh, people know which DJ is playing and they are out to enjoy dancing, music, yeah. and yeah. be with like-minded people and friends. It's to another way to, to connect, no? Yeah, because you're, is, you're connecting already with music This is more lovers. personal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, say no more. I mean, you hooked me up as well. My, my first rave in London. Well, <laughs> we can talk about it another time, so we know. So, Aldania, thank you for sharing your story, like how you get into music. But we would like to know, like, what triggered you to jump as a DJ and in techno world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, I want to say that, you know, raving became my escape 
right? Raving became, because I come from that background. I was a, loved dancing, being out, and nothing could compete with this transcending experience. You know, it's all about pleasure in the end. I think everyone as a human being, we, we seek pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. And raving for me was that uh, escape, and it was always like a rebirth, a healing process yeah. every time. <laughs> and uh, then what got me really into into DJing and the techno, uh, well, first of all, you know, from a young age, I was exposed to so much music, you know, piano, and then I listened to pop music. Um, and I would say with this um, really early stage of electronic, you know, there was share, uh, you know, it was still pop music, but it was the beginning of electronic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but then techno, I would say, is probably one of the last electronic genre I discovered. And this was in my mid-20s. So mm -hmm. as I said, it was a long process. Uh, but I find that techno is a more sophisticated sound and you can have a lot of variety within uh -huh. it. It never gets boring. I always find new subcategories of techno and I like to explore diverse sounds. So techno is really what speaks most to me and is the best way I can express myself. It's energetic, vibrant, uh, deep, touching, emotional, powerful, <laughs> and it can also be uplifting. Yeah. So uh, when you I decided- You can have a journey, you can have yeah. an amazing exactly. journey just on, on techno. Yeah, so when I decided to get into DJing a few years ago, I didn't really know where this would take me as an artist. Uh, but I promised myself to go as far as I can if I enjoyed it and if I was good at it. So yes. here I am on my journey and I start exploring the melodic side of techno. Uh -huh. And I played for you uh, April to July and I really enjoyed it <laughs> in yeah, my yeah, first years. Yeah, you really gave me this opportunity and I'm really grateful for that, you know, at the early stages of, of my career. Um, and I was really, you know, eager to de develop a sound of my own. So I tend to try and stay away from mainstream mm -hmm. to explore diverse uh, sounds. And as I was evolving and fine tuning my appreciator, uh, appreciation of harder sounds, as you may have noticed, I recently <laughs> found myself into really more raving sounds. And, yeah. you know, when I'm on Twitch and streaming, when I feel the audience is ready for it, um, I now lean towards raw uh, or harder sounds, old school and rave, rave tracks. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, what a, what a, what a job. It gave me goosebumps. <laughs> first of all, thank you, because, um, I mean, for us, it was always a, a pleasure to have, well. to have you on April yeah. July. And thank you for trusting us as well. Because it was our early stage as well. Yeah, we know, were discovering we were as well. Like, growing together. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful that we can encounter each other in that in that, in that stage. Way, yeah. Uh, but yeah, talking about Twitch, um, yeah, tell us, I mean, last year, first lockdown, and then we discovered Twitch. Well, I discovered Twitch existed before, but like, <laughs> I discovered Twitch then. And uh, yeah, like how, um, when do you decided to start to do the regular live streamings and what all this journey has brought you like a, a year after? Yeah, absolutely. So first I, I knew about Twitch a few years ago from uh, gamer friends who suggested me to stream. But at that time I preferred to focus on developing myself as a DJ and playing in clubs and raves. Uh -huh. uh, but since 2019, 
I was hosting a radio show on the London platform. Uh -huh. Suddenly a misunderstanding and I stopped working with them. And this led me, so early 2020, um, I reconsidered streaming on my own and I quickly set myself up on Twitch. And that mm -hmm. was back in February. Uh -huh. And uh, the online world was completely new to me. And I really digged it out to understand, first of all, how it works yeah. and, how, and who are the people watching and, you know, what makes them spend hours watching streamers. Yeah. So I kept, you know, adapting my streams and I was able to really develop and grow a strong rating community on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And I have since then also helped fellow DJs and friends set themselves on Twitch and now you can see a real boom happening on the platform as clubs yeah. and festivals remain closed. Um, I think there's a real growth in the streaming field and I have tried almost all other platforms available. So mm -hmm. to me, uh, Twitch is the most sophisticated and with the best quality for the streamers and for the audience. I don't yeah. get any shares for promoting them. It's just purely <laughs> <after I know. laughs> And no copyright issues either, right? Yeah. No, it's it's an amazing, uh, very powerful uh, platform. And and the positive, so the positive from streaming is I got to reach people across the globe, right? Yeah. If I kept playing at events only, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have had this global reach so fast. Mm -hmm. And I really understood the impact of streaming when people I don't know started recognizing me at random events, be it in London or abroad. And the feedback was that my streams really helped them get through the lockdowns. And this is the best feedback I could possibly get in these COVID times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. True. Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, you're spending a lot a lot of time there. I mean, it's not only, yeah, like, how much do you, do you invest on that? I mean, it's not only time that you stream. It's like the time that probably you are uh, spending, like, researching music. I imagine your library now, it must be huge. <laughs> and uh, also like the visuals that you have as well, because I I, not, I think like since the beginning you're using visuals as well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, so you create all this um, to, to enrich the experience as well of the people and, and the streaming. No, but how much you spend on creating? That's a good history? question. I haven't, I haven't kept a good track of that, but I spend a lot of time. So. Uh, nearly all my evenings after work, mm -hmm. I search for music or arrange my library or stream. And yeah. then uh, I also do this uh, during the weekends. And I also <laughs> spend quite some time, you know, on Twitch to, to connect with the community, even if I'm not live, just being there and speaking with them. And luckily, I have a partner who has fully adopted my lifestyle and he's <laughs> helping me with the moder moderation and uh, the monitoring of the stream. Uh -huh. And he is the one in charge of matching the visuals to the music. So, okay. this oh, credits man. to him. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Amazing, that's a hard job. <laughs> New <Yeah>. skills. <laughs> that's good that so, everyone is learning at home, yeah. this new Twitch. <laughs> so, Aldania, you have like 4.5k subscribers in Twitch. But I would like to know, like, what do you think it was the key to hook up? those subscribes, subscribers to your Twitch account. And like now that we have only the uh, like virtual dance floors, do you gather feedbacks from people for, from your live stream through the chats? Mm -hmm. And and also do you use them to improve their uh, experience, like viewing experience? Yeah, absolutely. These are very good questions. 
Um, so first, I would say, I think the quality of the music is a big factor. I spend really a lot of time curating music. Okay. Uh, and the process I'm going through now is exactly the same I used to do for gigs and events. Mm -hmm. But also, I think the entertainment is really important and the level of engagement on my yeah. channel, allowing you know the viewers to also express themselves. So I must say, understanding Twitch and using the technology to provide a seamless, interactive and engaging experience is mm. a job of its own. I have yeah. to do a lot of trial and learn to, to nail it. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, I think also the frequency, streaming two to four times a week and on average three hours, but sometimes mm -hmm. I can carry on for longer. I did the yeah, you made like, like 10 hours or no? As well. Yeah, I did a 10 hour stream on my own, uh, <laughs> yeah. which was seamless, but perfect and exhausting. <laughs> I imagine. And I did also a 24 hour events featuring guest DJs mm -hmm. in London and abroad. And uh, yeah, the, the Twitch community is growing strong. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> yeah, is, it is I think so to answer your second question um, about gathering feedback, because yeah, the, the, the virtual world is completely different, right? So believe it or not, I gain new skills and I'm able to sense the mood of the audience and adapt mm -hmm. the music on the spot. So the wow. chat is very That's a huge quality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, um, the the chat is not just like chatting. You know, like we have with Facebook or something else. It's it's really lively, but mm -hmm. also the audience can engage using different features and trigger animations and gifs that mm -hmm. I have set up for them to use. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and yeah, so I could do a crash course on, on Twitch to reality. <laughs> so much <laughs> to learn. Um, but you know, so for this, it, it's a great way to, you know, for me to sense check the mood and what to play next. Mm -hmm. So online is radically different uh, to the offline world, obviously. As in real life, you know, I can see the audience, mm -hmm. how they dance, how they enjoy the music, how they react. And online, when I stream, I literally read them because they can express themselves with emoticons, they can text to me, and, and this allows to build, you know, a, a different level of relationship uh, with the audience in a very different way but the, that we do in, in the clubs. Yeah. Very possible. <laughs> wow. I mean, reading people live is different, but virtually reading people, that's like heads off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, can you tell us like how many days per week you do the live streams through Twitch? Yeah, so I do at least two days, but sometimes I do more. I do three or four times. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's another full-time job. <laughs> to, to be honest, it is. And on top of the daily job, it, it is a little bit exhausting, but totally worth it. But you have like your specific days, like let's say you do even if like even if you do three or four times but mm -hmm. if, is there any days like you must do the streams monday i do monday for sure mm -hmm. um i know it's a little bit out of the blue but monday is a good day for me for streaming <laughs> uh i used to do tuesdays as well but i just uh, changed that recently so i just revised my new my new streaming day so it's going to be monday wednesday 
and maybe Thursday and Friday, Saturday or Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So, so Monday is definitely yeah, there. So we can yes. catch you. Yeah, we can Many catch you times, there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And so, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So Aldania, going back, um, um, talking about your DJ experience in general, like since you start DJing, uh, which challenges have you found on the way? Many, 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 many. <laughs> Yeah. But I can't I can't name everything. But if I had to just really uh, summarize, I think for me, you know, the most important is to be surrounded by people I trust, mm -hmm. both you know personally and professionally. So I think the main challenge as a DJ is to really find people you can work with that are genuine, reliable, and serious. Mm. Um, I took my time rather than just burning the steps or accepting you know opportunities that didn't resonate with me to yeah. ensure i can really progress in a in a safe environment and with people i can trust and uh, again april to july was there uh, early <laughs> stages so I, i'm really grateful for that uh, i think that the path is still not clear of stones or rocks if i can say um, yeah. you know if i even if i try to be really cautious sometimes you get um promises that are not honored or yeah. you know you get things that are frustrating or it feels unfair and at the end of the day everything you know is experience, experience. and you learn from it so it's important to to keep learning and, and grow stronger from from every experience yeah definitely mm. so do you have any future plans like once we get back to the n normal world Whatever Again, normal is. yeah what are you going to, what are you going to do like you have any plans something um i i haven't thought so far yet because i can't see where is the end <laughs> so, <laughs> right now honestly uh for 2021 at least i will keep for, um, keep capitalizing on building my online raving community on twitch so i will mm -hmm. keep streaming every week uh multiple times a day uh, no, not a day, multiple times a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also, you know, want to really focus on production. So that's my other priority. And I'm working on different projects right now. And I think 2021 will be really a turning point production wise. And I really want to focus on this now. So uh, all is underway. I don't want to say too much. But, yeah, stay tuned and watch this space. Oh, yeah, that's amazing yes, to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, to, like, finally we, <laughs> yeah, we always wondered like when are you coming to the product production world? So here we are. Yeah. It's a natural yeah, step been... as well, no? Hmm? It's, it's also like a natural step, no? Like you've been yes. DJing for quite a while, like creating music. So now it's your time maybe to, to create your own music. So it's yeah, nice. exactly. It, it makes sense because in a way I can, you know, even if I play tracks from other producers, I can still express myself using yeah. there's just so much they are just the, the amount of of new production you see every week is huge and there's so much you can discover so i always like this discovery process and you know digging and looking for producers i've never heard before small labels so it's always kind of a really a discovery um, but now the next step, of, of, of course, yes, producing is going to be expressing myself in a through in production. A so it's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, we'll be waiting for that. Yeah. So, Alania, <laughs> we are reaching the end of our show. 
of our interview conversation. Um, but we need to do a little game with you, mm -hmm. okay? We call it the random questions. Are you ready? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are questions that we can ask to Stephen Botsin, the Queen of England, or to my mother if she comes yeah. here, okay? So it's just, just okay. You just need to listen and answer the first thing that comes to your, your mind. mind. Yeah. Okay? So the okay. first one is, what is your guilty pleasure song? So it's that song that you have hiding there and you love it, but you will never admit publicly that you listen to. Uh it's it's quite a hard uh, for me. It's hard to answer because I don't listen to anything else than techno. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's very hard actually. I never listen to radio. I never listen to anything else actually. I'm just so full on into searching for music. Yeah. But um, maybe I would say songs from Cher. I okay. used to love Cher, and if I hear Cher, I will be out, I will be standing and going crazy. I love Cher as well. <laughs> I mean, in the job, we have like um, greatest hits of uh, Cher, Cher yeah. and it's uh, Friday, Friday Cher. So we only listen to Cher on Fridays. Oh, that's great. That's good. Oh. I should start doing this. <laughs> okay, the next one is, what is the first thing that you will do when we can rave again? Oh, I'll go to a party. <laughs> I'd be raving. I'd be the first one there. <laughs> when, when you arrive there, what is the first thing that you will do? I'll just hug my friends. Just hug everyone. I'll hug everyone and kiss everyone. <laughs> <laughs> From the joy that yes, we're yeah, here again. And okay, then the next one is uh, Nairo was our guest in the first episode of Soundcheck and Stories, and he left a random question for our next guest, that is you. So he say, what is the funniest moment that you have on your life? Um, I'm not sure there are many things. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I have many. I just don't know which one is funnier. Uh, <laughs> Yes, no, but once I, I can just something came to mind now because on on Twitch, you know, I use the microphone to speak, uh -huh. and uh, obviously I have to switch it off. But it happened once that I left it on by mistake, and I started talking in the room, and they were like, "Oh, we can hear everything you say," and it was a funny <laughs> moment because I don't even remember what I was saying, but everyone was laughing. So, yeah, luckily yeah. Uh, nothing <laughs> wrong. But... but yeah, it was definitely funny. Like yeah, good. And now you just need to leave another random question for our next guest. So what would you ask? Oh, I need time to think. Okay, the countdown. Okay, if you had to have a, a party or a dinner with someone, okay. it can be a real person or not a real person, who would that be and where? Okay. Okay, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So thank you very much for your time today, Eldania. It was amazing. Amazing, to, yeah. To Thanks for your much. insights. And for the listeners, I would suggest, like, please go to uh, twitch.tv slash Aldania. And she said, like, Monday will be definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep following her streams for your weekly doses of techno. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep 
you know, the rave alive virtually until we're back. So who will you invite for a dinner? Oof, it's a tricky one. It's a tough one. It yeah. is a tough one. Yeah, because there are so many people that I get inspired from, you know. Yeah. Just choose one. Choose one. Okay, I will choose to have dinner with Herr Moser. <laughs> really? really? Yeah, I do. Because I fall in love in classical music with his concerto, what I found online. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like, I, I, I am interested to see, like, how he is, how he was in, as, as a person. Because he was a genius, but also insane. He was crazy. So I would really love to know this person. Yeah. yeah, well, also because you are super crazy about uh, Mozart in the Jungle. Well, that series in Amazon Prime, that's... Oh, this is one of my top five. I know, you recommend it to everyone. Well, obviously, because if anyone likes classical music and it mixed with politics, drama, bit of romance, it's a cocktail. I mean, it's for everyone. It will hook you up I for know, good. I, know. I mean, I watched like four seasons in two weeks. Come on. I know, and you rewatch <laughs> at least the first episode like a thousand times. But well, you know. Until here, <laughs> <laughs> until here, our third episode and our uh, series recommendations. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, Soundcheck and Stories is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. You choose the place, we will bring the stories. And more to come next month, April, is a special one for us. Share the love, press like, leave a comment and follow our journey. Thank you. See you soon. Arrivederci. Soundcheck and Stories, a podcast by April to July. Lie, 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 lie.